Hey sister, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I am so excited to bring on my dear sweet friend and prior client, Mary Ann Griffith, and she runs the Renewal Session podcast and brand, and basically she's going to blow your mind today. Uh, We talk about how to accelerate your faith in a different changing and evolving world when you feel like you're not hearing from God. Maybe you feel kind of stuck and you feel like no matter how many Bible studies that you try, you're just not connecting. Well, Marianne, or Mags, as we like to call her, um, she has this beautiful four-step system to help you transform your faith and not just accelerate it, but truly take it next level. And these are four really cool steps that you can implement right away in your life. They're not going to take a ton of time. And what they're going to do is open this floodgate to you and the Lord's relationship. Just so good. So a little bit about Marianne. She is your friendly and super funny neighborhood therapist and friend, best friend, that's super sarcastic, (laughs) all rolled into one. But the best part about her is she always has this beautiful, new and unique way of looking at faith and looking at scripture and challenges the status quo of a traditional, quote unquote, you should do and you should be type of Christian. And she she helps open our mind and hearts to the re- real true relationship that God really wants for us. And that's there for us, but maybe we don't realize it is. So I know you guys are going to love her just as much as me. Get ready to do the things. Now, before we get into today's awesome conversation, are we friends, huh? Are you and I talking about having amazing, yoked up, God-centered friendships? Are you and I friends yet? And if not, let's be friends. Let's make this happen. I invite you to go to stephgascommunity.com and join our Facebook group. It is so much more than a Facebook group. It is a sisterhood of Christian entrepreneurs building kingdom businesses just like you. We don't do spam in there. We don't do weird, creepy, you know, awkward sales posts. Like it is truly about building you up, lifting you up, driving community, and helping you all help each other. So I know you're going to love it. It is just such a beautiful space to grow and to be inspired, to ask the questions in a safe place and have other people who are exactly like you running the same race as you be beside your, be beside your side, beside your side, be on your side. You know what I'm saying? Go to stephgascommunity.com. Welcome to the Stephanie Gass Show, where you can get clarity on your calling, use your gifts for glory, and create a kingdom business. I believe that when we come together as daughters of the King, we will create true change here on earth. And we're raising up little world changers, mamas. Yes, and amen to that anointing over our lives. I believe we can also do this while having a ton of fun. You're here for PJs all day, lukewarm coffee, building passive income businesses, and using your voice for impact by podcasting and spreading your message into the world, you are in the right place. It's time to let God light our path so we can experience true miracles. Let's get pumped up for today's show. 
Hi, Marianne. I'm so excited that you're hanging out with me. Oh, great to get to be here. In the beginning of this uh, podcast, I was telling everybody a bit about you. I'm like, Mm -hmm. how much fun you make faith. Like Um, you're this like burst of sarcastic, fun, in your face energy. And I'm so here for it. I love that. That what a great, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that everybody in my world hears those words to describe their, my faith experience. (laughs) It's going to be fabulous. (laughs) And you know, what I loved about you as we were working together through our, the program we did together, and then we did coaching together Mm -hmm. and I helped you create your course. And what was so fun about your course and the thing you've created, Marianne is like this really unique perspective on growing your faith. And what I loved about the things you would teach me so much in our calls together, as you would talk about, it's a changing world, you know, growing your faith doesn't look like being hanging out, you know, doing a Bible study 24 seven anymore. And I was like, it doesn't, you know, like there was just cool things that you brought up even challenging me in cool ways to grow my faith. So that's why I brought you here today and everyone, that's what we're going to be talking about. And I'm really excited to go through these four major principles, but start us with Marianne, who are you? What do you do? Give us a little backstory on you. Okay. So my name is Marianne Griffith. I have the renewal session podcast. Um, full-time, I am the CEO of a nonprofit counseling agency that provides counseling for underserved, under-resourced people, and I'm in the Chicagoland area. Um, But always, I've wanted to be a teacher, speaker, and a writer. And with COVID hitting, I I wasn't exactly sure how God was going to make that calling come to fruition. And then COVID hit, and everything had to go virtual. And that opened up a whole nother opportunity in terms of understanding how to connect with people, not just in my area, but across the United States and even the world. And so once that happened, then it began to change what I began to look for for training, which led me straight, God led me straight to you. So that was such a wonderful thing. I think I've taken every course. And I'm completely bummed because I'm not going to be able to, um, come to your upcoming retreat, but, um, yeah, it's been a great experience, but on a personal level, I grew up in the church. Um, I'm married for 28 years, have two kids, two grown kids, and really the faith accelerator was born out of questions that my kids were asking me. You know, I typically, when they were young, I did what I felt like most Christian moms were doing where they were sending their kids to, you know, Bible, Bible school, vacation, Bible school, Awana, in some cases, camps, all of these different things. And we lived, our home was a very Christ centered home, but as they got older, they struggled to find the relevance of their faith. They struggled to find ways to really connect with it. That was unique to them. And so really that's when I began to ask the questions, well, what are the unique ways that we can reach, reach, um, freedom in Christ where we can learn and grow and celebrate. And we're not having to do it in this very like list checkoff way, 
Um, which is, I mean, for the longest time, that's how I lived. I, I lived with, you get up in the morning, you grab your cup of coffee, you sit in your couch or your big comfy chair and you, you know, go through your Bible study and your, your time of prayer. And, and those things are wonderful. And I still right. participate in them. But when it came to really connecting with my kids, it made me really ask different sets of questions that just really intensified my own personal relationship with God. That's all so cool. Isn't it fun how God uses the people in your life to even grow your faith, Marianne? Like you're over here doing this research for them and it ultimately grew your faith. What were the questions they were asking around? How is this faith relevant to me? And how do I connect with it? Can you give us some examples of those questions? Um, you know, they were pretty, pretty, I think, generic sounding questions, but they were much more personal in the sense that they were wrestling so hard. Uh -huh. So the question itself was, mom, you love the Bible. You, you get so excited about it. I read it and it doesn't, I, I, I don't get excited. Like, I'm like, okay, now how is this life changing to me? Uh -huh. How am I supposed to be connecting with God? It's, and, and they would see me be really, you know, on fire. And can you believe this? Look what I just read. Isn't this crazy? And they would be like, uh, no. Ah, okay. <laughs> right. How does that and, pertain to me? What does that even yeah. mean? And, and they would often say to me, if I didn't have someone like you in my life, I don't know how I would connect with these things. And so for them, it was a lot of like, like my kids are still, you know, they still attend church. They're not of that generation of millennials that have, you know, kind of said church isn't relevant and we don't go, but they go. And when they leave the church building, what they will say is, I love worship. Uh-huh. Love worship. The sermon was okay. And right. I, could, I could be in that same service and I'd be like, was this not amazing? but it's because the word of God has come alive to me. Whereas for them, it's still a book that they're trying to figure out what does this have to do with me? Ah. And as much as I have said to them through the years, like <laughs> sarcastically, you mentioned that I have a little sarcasm. Yeah. So, okay. So sarcastically, I would say to my kids, it's so weird. I went out the other day and I grabbed an autobiography of Brad Pitt and I read it and nothing applied to me. And my daughter would be like, what? what are you saying that for? And I'm like, that's how you read the Bible. You read the Bible like it's going to tell you something about you. You read the Bible because it's telling you something about God. I would not go to Brad Pitt's autobiography to learn about myself. Right. Right. And so they would be like, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but that was really the question of like, this just doesn't seem to apply to me and it doesn't seem to come alive to me. And I don't really know, um, how I'm supposed to grow it, it incorporate this in my personal growth. That's so good because I know so many of the people listening to the show have that same feeling, but maybe they haven't even said those words, Marianne, right They're on the other end going, Stephanie talks about scripture. Like it's you know, the best things than sliced bread. Right. And I'm over here, like just staring at these words that seem 
like they're not connecting. It doesn't feel alive. It doesn't feel like God's coming closer to me. What's wrong with me? I can imagine them feeling like something's wrong with them. I'm not hearing from God in my prayer. I'm not hearing from God in this quiet time where, you know, Stephanie or Marianne talk about getting downloads. What's wrong with me? And so what, what I want to talk about today is that nothing is wrong with you. Absolutely. And that what, yeah. what probably is happening is you're disconnecting with the way that you're accelerating in your faith. And so Marianne, let's start taking them through maybe your four-step process. Yeah. And that, that really begins number one with something you call notice your patterns. Talk to us about this step. So this is, this is a concept that kind of came out of just what I do as a therapist and starting to really attune to how people say things, how people move in, in and out of their world, what keeps them engaged and what keeps them disconnected, all of those things. So I began to ask those kind of questions really, I had, and in particular with my kids, I began to ask, okay, just tell me how you live your life. Tell me what you get really excited about. Tell me about things that make you tune out. Tell me how, how long can you stay really engaged in something before you're like, eh, not so interesting, right? Tell me, tell me what times of days work for you. Mm. What kinds of environments work for you? Now, this is a perfect example of the difference between my kids. I have a daughter who's 25 and I have a son who's 21. My daughter, she's, she's all about mood. Mm. Like mood is going to set it for her. She, she wants the smells. She wants the lights down low. She wants the best, cutest notebook with the best writing pen. I love that. <laughs> you know, she wants the vibe. Like yes. vibe is incredibly important to her. So if she was to wake up in the morning and, and has to be at work at eight or seven 30, whatever time it is, she gets there being, being that kind of person at six in the morning and then having to hustle to get out the door and then having to get to work. Like there's no staying power to that because she yeah. likes me. Right. So we began to talk about that. What does it look like to set a space for you and God? Mm -hmm. Right. And so she was like, Oh, this is so much fun. And she went out and got candles that she loved and, and a notebook that she loved. And she said, it was so much easier to sit down and get, get still. Yeah. Right. So for her, it was all about environment. So good. My son, it's all about energy. He loves to be inspired. He loves the, per the person that's presenting information to him to be like, entertaining yes and interesting and he wants it to be immediately life applicable yeah right so if you handed my son a candle and a and a notebook and a pen he would be like what what, what would I do with it if this if that is how you told him to connect with God it's not happening yeah but if you said hey Jack I found this great guy on YouTube and he's incredible. And he's got this church out in, I don't know, pick a place. Yep. Right. And he's so, he's so fabulous. You should check it. And it was 10 minutes long. He checked those all day long. Gotcha. So, so I, that was, that was what I had to start realizing is like, why would I work? Or, uh, why would I give them suggestions 
to grow their faith that are not in keeping with how they personally are inspired or motivated. That is so good, Marianne. And so for ourselves as a personal application, do this work. What are you excited about? What do you, when are you tuning out? What times of days, what environments are you a vibe person, an energy person, an environment person? Maybe do you learn best in group settings? Do you, are you lit up in group settings? Are you lit up alone? Like I know for me, God got me through the energy of worship in a service. That was the like, Oh my, I am undone. I'm undone. And then through that moment, I can, I learned that, oh, I'm not only an energy person because now I'm undone and I'm open. Now I'm also a vibe person in the morning and now I'm also. And so it was like, he's kept adding. Exactly. And that's the accelerating part of it, right? It's like, once you, once you find your, your quick connect point, and you feel really connected to God and you're really like alive in your faith then it allows you to want to go, okay, well, maybe I would try out God here. You know, my son's not, he's a runner, not a walker. Right. Yep. So if I said, you know, you should go on a walk and, and look at nature. My son would be like, why? Yeah. Now, if I said, get on a bike and ride, you know, go, go riding, he could do that. Right. Yeah. And then if I said, and you know what, why don't you stop along the way? at different points that, that scream beautiful to you and just pray. Yeah. And then you on your bike and go. Yeah. Right. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be this guy that lays prostrate on the floor, crying out to God, though you will be some in some point in your life, yes. because what happens is intimacy with God multiplies. Mm. Right. So good. I think the other thing I want to say, and then we can move on to the other points that we were talking or going to talk about is just this idea of, and I hear this so much where there's an intimidation factor that comes in to going into a Bible study or talking with other Christians in a group, because there are some people that are naturally wired to know book chapter verse. They can read it one time and they can quote it. Yes. They can tell you the backstory on every single person that's ever been in scripture. They're the king of the Bible trivia. Yes. (laughs) And then there's the other person who doesn't want to speak up because they're like, I'm not as smart. I don't know as much. All of these things, right? So by really developing your own personal ways of connecting with God and saying, God, Give me, give me like the ability to memorize verses that you have for me in this season. Yep. Right. Not, I need to know how to recite the whole book of Philippians. Mm -hmm. Right. I did a Bible study one time that said, Mm -hmm. you're going to learn how to memorize the entire book of Philippians and the entire book of James. Wow. (laughs) Right. And I was like, uh, I'm the kind of person that's like, Hey, everybody should own a concordance and a concordance is where you just like look up one of the words in the verse. Yes. Right. So it's like, I know it kind of says something like this. Exactly. Right. And I've got the one word in the verse and then I just go to that concordance and it tells me what the verse is. And then I look super smart. Totally. And I have the Bible tabs. So they're like, go to first Peter. And I'm like, okay, new Testament, first Peter. And then like, I, I look super smart, but I got my Bible tabs. Like I'm not memorizing every single book 
and exactly. knowing exactly where it is. And that's okay. That's okay. And here's another little trick I, yeah. I taught my kids. I, I said, like this. listen, if you are in a Bible class and somebody says, consider it joy, my friends, right? Like, I don't know the rest of that verse. I uh-huh. look, right. <laughs> I have to look it up. I said, highlight it, get a highlighter, highlight it in your Bible. And guess what? Next time you go to your Bible, you might not know exactly where to find the verse, but you can find a highlight. Yes. Right. You can, you can go to where you highlighted something. So my Bible is full of highlights and underlines and all of these things because it's quick reference for me. It's it's not about, Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm that person who highlights their Bible because they're so inspired though. I am inspired. I highlight a lot of times just to relocate it. Ah, that's good. That's really good. And those things help give you confidence when you're still learning. And here, here's the thing. We're always still learning and there's always going to be somebody that's a better theologian than you. Okay. We're not here. You know, I don't believe most of you are here to, to be a theologian, maybe some of you, but what you're really here to do is accelerate your faith. And so exactly find your quick connect. So we talked about notice your patterns. What's, what are you going to do as far as what the way that you quick connect with God so that it, so that you can create this intimacy. And what I love that you wrote that I circled, highlighted and starred was intimacy with God multiplies. So once you've opened that door, it's it's a, it's a freight train. Okay. So good. Now that we've learned this, we move to step two of your process, which is to work in shorter times. Yes. What does this mean? And why is this step here? Well, so the step is there because we're consistently struggling with attention deficit. Absolutely. We live in a culture where everything's a soundbite, everything's a quick, hey, look at this kind of thing, right? And so we're becoming progressively more distracted. So rather than work work against that, at the beginning, what I say is work in smaller time, time chunks because it allows you to do something more immersive, Mm. right? So for, for instance, for me, I kill it at 30 minutes. That's my sweet spot, right? Because it takes me a while to get into it. And then it takes me a while to like not get distracted and look around. So 30 minutes really is probably a solid 12 minutes deep of, of that immersive type of stuff. But I say, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes. And what I found is I enjoy, I enjoy 30 minutes. I enjoy 40 minutes. I enjoy two minutes as long as I'm allowing myself to be intentional and more, um, more connected during that time. Right. So like one time you and I were talking and I used the example of sometimes my time with God is literally three minutes and 36 seconds because that's how long that worship song lasts. Right. Right. But what I do is I don't touch my phone. I don't, I don't multitask that a lot of people, you know, myself included will have some form of Christian radio on in the background in their cars. Right. I, I, I still do that. Same. When I'm trying to be with, be intimate with God, I'm going to do that three minutes and 36 seconds alone with him Mm. in the posture of you know, intimacy, like I'm going to meditate on these words. I'm going to raise my hands in worship. 
I'm going to take a position, a prayerful position, whatever it looks like, but I'm giving it my all in that three minutes and 36 seconds. That's a really, I I still go and I get in the car and I sing that same song, maybe two to three times over the course of a few days in my car, but I I'm intentionally doing it over here with God. Yes. Yes. And that's the difference. I mean, I think of this analogy, it popped into my head of like your spouse or your kids, you know, we're home with them all day long. We're super busy. And the same premise goes here. If you were like, I want to create an intentional, intimate moment with my husband and you go in there and you notice that he's whatever cooking dinner and you sit there at the, at the Island and you're texting at the same time. It's like, how was your day? And you're texting not going to happen versus you set your phone down, you come over, you, you put your hand on his back and you say, how was that meeting? And you literally listen and look in his eyes for three minutes while he's stirring dinner. Like that's enough, right? That's enough in that moment in your busy with your kids to go. I created this time and space of, I circled two words that you said, intentional intimacy with him. So if you need that visual to go, how do I carve out three minutes of intentional intimacy with God? That's mm-hmm. okay. And that's enough. And sometimes that's all we have. And I think God's he's here for that. He'd rather have your three minutes than your distracted 30 minutes that you think you have to carve, you know, like, Oh, I have to make it 30, but I'm not in it. I don't feel like it today, but I'm going to force it. I'm going to look at my phone at the same time. Well, and there's a huge confession for me in this, that, you know, I have been a longstanding, um, ladies Bible class, um, you know, different kinds of organizations that offer, daily Bible study. So, you know, you'll go and perhaps you'll do a, a, I don't want to name a particular person, but a Bible study, right. And it'll be broken down by days. And so day one, day two, whatever. And I, I am notorious for going, Oh no, I have Bible study tomorrow. I better do this. And I jam the five days worth of Bible study into that one night because I need to not look like a like a person who didn't do their homework about yeah. <laughs> right? right. So I was notorious for that. Instead of saying to myself, I'm just going to look at one question. I'm going to read one verse. I'm not going to worry about whether or not I get done with all five days yeah. because I would rather get it right on one question, one verse, one day of that study than to, to only have done it so that I could sit in a group of people and gain, you know, a sense of approval because yeah. I've completed my five days. Yeah. Right? That's I'm so with you there. And I've done the Bible studies before where it's so much and I do it all. I'm like, Hey, cool. I, I have not digested anything that I actually did versus, you know, some of the cool ones I found now where they will take one verse and we're on one verse for like three days. And I'm like, oh my God, like there's wisdom on wisdom on wisdom in every sentence. And so it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality, which kind of is bringing us into step three. So let's segue there. Yeah. uh, Which is focus. So we have work in shorter times or whatever fits you and works for you. And then step three, focus on one spiritual discipline each day. And that's something that you had brought up and you had some really cool, and you mentioned a couple of them, but really cool, different examples of different spiritual disciplines. We can try to find the ones that accelerate our faith the most. 
Let's talk yeah. about that. So, so the idea behind that really is that by focusing on one, you're, you're not doing it in a form of distraction or checklist or, um, because a lot of times I would do these checklists or spiritual disciplines because I thought, oh, it'd make me, you know, a good Christian woman. And it, and you know, God doesn't come up void. So of course, anytime you spend with him, anytime that you, um, put yourself in a position to be a listening and a receiver of God, you're, you're, you're going to get something from that. But what was happening was he made me to connect with him in very powerful, unique ways. And he wants me to experience those. So for me, like I said, mentioned earlier, worship music is a huge part of how I get into a posture of praising God. Mm -hmm. I used to, um, years ago, there was a thing called um, acronyms for prayer, right? So it would be, it was the word acts. And the first one was adoration, confession. uh, This is terrible. I should know these. (laughs) Thanksgiving and supplication, I think is what they were. Okay. And I could never do adoration right. I, I, I always felt like I was rushing through it, right? But I can kill it at a worship song. Right. Same. I, I can, I can really get in touch with God in that. And so some days I won't even open my Bible, right? But instead what I will do is I will spend that day as a day of praise and worship yeah, all day long. Yeah. Right. Or maybe the next day I will think about all the ways in which God has blessed me in my family, right? Like what has God released me from? You know, as we're recording this, I'm visiting my extended family and there have been some obvious ways in which I have seen God move me from the way my family of origin worked to who I am today. Yeah. So I spent one whole afternoon on a walk here, just reflecting on what God has released me from and brought me into something new. Yeah. And I, that's all I did. Yep. You know, I, cause I believe it or not, I mean, thank goodness for Bible apps and all of those things. Mm-hmm. I, I left on the trip and I brought everything but my Bible. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, but that time of appreciation and gratitude with God to, to just say, look what you've done for me. Right. I don't live the same way I lived growing up. Yeah. So that even is a spiritual discipline because that allows me to cry out to God in Thanksgiving. Yes. an adoration in a right. different way than what you think it has to be. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And so I, you know, I started doing that. I, the other thing I started to do is, you know, in, in counseling, one of the things we talk about is neurobiology mm-hmm. and we tell people, I tell people a lot that the more you think on something, the more your neural pathways thicken and the more you get stuck in that loop. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get out of a loop, then you have to start to think on other things, which is what scripture says to us. Think on these things, right? Yep. So, so I began a posture. I, again, I just made a point to say, okay, I am going to think about things that God brings in front of me that are clearly him. Yeah. So that might be a verse, right? That, and 
I've already demonstrated in talking to you that I'd have to use my concordance to look up yeah. all these different, right? Of course but, we do. But I, it, might, it might be a verse that I would look up and all I would do is stop and think about, okay, God, here is what perseverance has looked like. And here is how you have developed character in me mm-hmm. through my perseverance. That's a spiritual discipline because I am changing the neural pathways of my mind and I am becoming more like him and less like the world. Yeah. Those are all such great examples. I love that so much. Like thinking about what can I do today? And maybe what do you feel called to do today? And I always start to sometimes with just a prayer on that, like Holy spirit, lead me in whatever that connection with God is today. And sometimes it is my my Bible study, my coffee and my comfy brown couch. And like I, like we've talked about once we find the, what do we call it? The quick connect point. It's like a floodgate burst. And we all of a sudden have all of these connect connection points, but some days it's like, I'm just in constant prayer. I mean, I am talking like all day long about whatever I'm like, Hey Lord, I just got triggered by that thing. Can you work through that with me? I am just such a human right now. I am you know, and I'm, and so it's like, maybe that whole day is just like full out, just conversation. And then maybe the next day, like you said, is I went on a mountain bike ride and I see God literally in the trees and just, just in awe of his beauty and thanking him for that. So finding different ways well, to, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say a hundred percent. Right. Yep. And even the heart, and sometimes I think as Christians, we, we don't maybe ex- explain how to deal with the darker times of mm-hmm. our lives with God. Right. And I, I'm going to give a very personal real-time example of this. Okay. Um, I, you know, I'm, again, I mentioned I'm with my extended family this week and there's been a little bit of conflict, um, partially due to the fact that an, a major ice storm hit the area and there's been no power. Right. Well, when that happened, that meant some of the other family members in the area had to come and stay at, at the house that I'm at. Um, <laughs> and I, I literally thought, of course, God, of course this would happen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because this is work. when God, when I want to just avoid something and harbor something in my heart or not address something like I'm, I'm just here for a short period of time. Let's just not deal with it and move on. Of course, there's going to be an ice storm and I'm going to have to deal with that right away. Exactly. Right. But what I have found is that God, what happened was that God said, okay, there's going to be an ice storm and you're going to be stuck in a house with some of these people that you're, you know, that aren't your easiest people to get along with. And what did he do? He revealed so much to me about how he has shown up and my personal resilience to walk through things. And so even though the circumstances did not, were not pleasing to me, God reminded me of what he has done before in my life and how all of this intentional intimacy with him is going to pay off in this, in this moment right? where I'm going to have the ability to be resilient. Yes. Because that's what he's going to, you know, it's not that the situation necessarily is going to change, but that I'm going to have the resilience to manage it. Exactly. Your perspective has been totally shifted even in the hard times, which is all, you know, 
what all of this does, when you accelerate your faith, you have an absolute, it's like you are, you're refined by him. You're held up by him. He becomes that counselor, that friend, that mediator, that, um, that voice of reason. He becomes everything through that faith acceleration process. And it's what you so desperately desire, but maybe you've been going about it in the wrong channels or doing what other people do instead of checking your patterns, instead of working in the times that work for you, instead of focusing on the spiritual disciplines that light you up. And then the last one is live with intention. So how do we bring this full circle for them of, of this fourth step? So the fourth step is intention requires attention, right? And a lot of times for myself in the past, I would be so focused on getting, you know, the checklist, my, my own personal checklist, or maybe somebody gave it to me through the generations, who knows, but my own personal checklist done that I didn't include on it, really listening, quieting myself and being still. And what I have found is, is that if I allow myself to wait on God and really listen, he always answers. He's never not answered. My issue is that I've either predetermined what I think the answer should be, or I haven't waited long enough, or I thought it was going to come like a lightning bolt. (laughs) Yeah. Like a lightning bolt. I was upset about it. Mm -hmm. So, so I've learned that just like I have to, when I have a conversation with my husband, I have to create a space for him to respond. I also have to trust that if my husband and I have a conversation that he will circle back with me, that he's not forgotten what we talked about and that he will continue to bring, bring this to light and we'll continue. This is an ongoing thing, not a lightning bolt thing, one and done. Right. Exactly. So if I can, if I can remember that with my husband, then I remember that with God and I listen to him and trust that this is not a one-way conversation. He's, he's not interested in me just showing up and laying everything out in front of him and begging him. Right. Like I don't bet when I have a conversation about true, true growth, with anybody in my life, I never beg them. No, <laughs> I'm always talking. Exactly. So, so I started to realize, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to stop and I'm going to have to listen and I'm going to have to get quiet. And I'll be honest, that's been the hardest part because I am a moving and shaking and talking and, you know, getting excited kind of person. So being still is a real practice for me because it requires not only stillness, but then the discipline to listen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes listening is hard when it's not immediate feedback. Cause you just yeah. think you're just like sitting there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I, like, mean I can't even tell you how many times I've sat somewhere and be like, I'm listening to God. Nothing. Nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but you know what that is? It's like, That's the challenge of after you have these other three steps and you've implemented those other three, that's the challenge of taking your discipline or your obedience just that much farther, which is even more of an accelerator. I'm the same way as you. I'm like thinking, doing, thinking, Bible study, do the thing. And then finally was like, what if I just listen? 
just for five minutes or even two minutes, I'm just going to be quiet. And through that, which is hard for me too, I've started getting like prayer downloads or a prophetic word for someone or things that were like, Whoa, like, I didn't know this was for me. I didn't know you had this for me. And God was like, I was just waiting on you to shut up girl. Like I have so much for you, but you got to be quiet to allow it in. Exactly. And the other thing is don't judge it because Mm -hmm. one of the things that I was telling my daughter, because she's the one that likes the notebooks and the pens. Right. So I will say to her, okay, if you're going to pray, right. Like you write out your, your part of your prayer and then you leave a space for God. If in that still moment, you hear anything in your mind, anything, I don't care what it is, write it down right now. Cause you don't know if it's God or not. Now we'll know if it's opposite of what his word says about him. We'll know, you know, those types of things, but write it down. Don't judge it. You have no idea how God's going to tell you something. And I did this practice one for one, one whole, I bought a a spiral notebook. It was 120 pages and I did it for 120 pages and God showed up. And by the time I got done, God, I went back and I wrote out every verse that God had reminded me of in it. Seth, it was so scary. He said, get on your armor because you are going to be under attack. And literally a week after that happened, my husband had the Widowmaker heart attack. My daughter's best friend died and we were all in COVID. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot believe that for I don't know how, let's just say three months, four months before of writing out prayers that God had said, you are going to be under attack. But if I hadn't written it out, I never would have caught it. You wouldn't have known. It's so good. Man, this has been incredible, Marianne. So to recap for you all, and then we'll find out how you can go listen to more of her goodness. I'm telling you guys, she's so fun to hang out with. Four steps to accelerate your faith and hear from God differently you know, in a renewed way. And in this crazy changing, busy world that we're in one, notice your patterns, work in shorter times, find what works for you. Three is focus on one spiritual discipline each day, change it up, play with it, see what lifts you up and lights you up. And number four is live with intention. So this has been such a big blessing, Marianne, where can everybody find your show and, uh, connect with you? Yeah. So the renewal session podcast is up on Apple iTunes and Spotify or not Spotify, Google, Google tunes, whatever they Google call tunes. <laughs> what is it called? I don't even know. <laughs> I just put it into Podbean and They'll it goes out you. to the world. Right. Um, and then I, my website is also the renewal session.com. And that's where all of the upcoming information about the course and getting people connected and signed up for that as well. Yes. And she has a course coming out that extends on the faith accelerator four steps we've gone through like a full immersion experience. So I highly recommend that if you guys loved what we talked about today, go check that out. Um, because it's just a deeper dive and you get Marianne and you get her incredible background and all her resources to help you accelerate in that space. God bless you, friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. If you like Mama's show, leave a review. Pretty please. Real quick before you go, if this podcast has blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. 
I seriously am lit up every time I hear from you guys, every time that I see that this show has impacted your life in some way. So if you'll do that for me, I would be super grateful. The second thing you can do is take a screenshot of this episode or of your review and go share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Stephanie Gass. I'll share you in my stories and then together we can share the love. God bless you, sis. 